Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 27. It is the Baggies Broadcast. I'm Nathan Judy, your host. I'm here with West Brom reporter Mr. Matthew Wilson. Matt, uh, some of the last three or four days in the Wilson household, how has it been? Um, it's been quite fluey. Fluey? A lot of the, my close family are very ill. Um, I've been ill as well, probably due to being overworked and stressed. O- overworked, stressed, children, etc. Um, look... <laughs> Is, has has the last three or four days literally been the weird and wacky world of West Brom in the last in the last two seasons? Basically, it's just per, it's just perfect. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been another yet another um, up and down on the roller coaster that is um, West Brom and Jalmian. Yeah, um, a, a bizarre in, in in inverted commas managerial chase. It's been a, it was a strange weekend certainly. I mean, you had. Um, yeah, the pantomime of Saturday, followed by the bombshell on Sunday. Um, it looked pretty, for all intents and purposes, that Alex Neal might be on his way to Albion um, Saturday night. From what I gather, there was a lot of people at Preston, players and board members who thought on Friday and Saturday that that was going to happen. Um, and then Sunday morning, um, Alex Neal meets with uh, Peter Risdale, who's, who's basically one of the Supremos at Preston and, and I think Risdale was even then maybe some maybe expecting him to say I want to go to West Brom and, and um, he says well let's, let's sign this contract which um, had been in the pipeline um, for a while I think they they, they were they had talked about it so it you know it, it seems now that um, Neil used the interest in, in Albi- mm. from Albion however strong or weak that was yeah um, to get himself a new deal, um, and now two days later, Albion have, have uh, confirmed that Jimmy Shan has got the uh, gig to the end of the season. So, so yeah, that's what my next question was going to be. Actually, have has um, has Alex Neal and his agent used Albion? Do you feel? Do you feel that Albion have been used? Do you feel that Albion should be um, very disappointed in the way they've been treated, or have they have they did not deserved this? But have they allowed themselves to? For this to happen, it's difficult to know. I mean, Neil was obviously someone that they were keen on. Um, I think there was a there was a period where it was it would prove impossible to get him because um, Preston were in the playoff mm-hmm. picture, and then they fell out of that. And um, obviously, after I think I think the board were happy with Shan after the three wins that he delivered. Yeah, and obviously they they lose those back to back games against Millwall and Bristol City, and I think that. Um, Perhaps um, encouraged uh, them to to think of oh, hang about. This might not be the the way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Neil, for what it seemed like on, on Friday and Saturday that he would be on his way. Um, I think from from what I understand, he was he thought he would be able to get Albion up this season. Um, but it seems that Preston were desperate to keep him. Um, and obviously made an offer, uh, a counter offer perhaps, or just a, a contract offer. In in you know, in aware that this interest was coming from Albion, and aware that there might be a, an approach. Um, and Neil decided to stick where he was. And you know, I think um, from what I gather, Risdale has been quite clever in the sense that he's almost said to Neil, you know, this is a. Th- this is a long-term project here at Preston. Mm. Uh, three-year, you've got a three-year deal. Job security. A bit of job security. Whereas you go to Albion, you don't go up this season. If you go up, great. Yeah. You don't go up this season and then it's going to be a completely different mm. squad next season. Mm. They're going to have to sell a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ex- expectation will still be there. Sure. Um, you know, and if you're seventh or eighth, say you're seventh or eighth with Preston in November, mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. If you're seventh, eighth, ninth with Albion in November... Yeah, you might be under a bit of pressure. Or fourth or fifth, like Darren Moore was. Well, there's more. There's more. There's, there's you know there's more. There's higher expectation, isn't there? Yeah. At Albion than, than there is at Preston. So maybe um, Neil had a change of heart. Um, maybe Albion had a change of heart at um, you know to, at that time as well. Um, no official approach. Do you, do you feel that's ringing true, or do you feel that's to save their save themselves? Well, a no bit? official approach is what we've heard from from both ends of the from both clubs essentially. Now, whether that's because Albin 
changed had a change of heart or whether mm-hmm. that's because um they were told there's no point yeah um i'm not sure mm-hmm. um you know it could have been we could speculate financial packages money could have could have quite easily been um Neil's people or Preston yeah. saying that there's no point in making an official approach because he's signing this new contract with us. Mm-hmm. So um, there was obviously interest there. Um, it obviously looked like it was going to happen. Um, and then for whatever reason, it didn't. But I think maybe that, that, that job security, that contract that Preston offered proved obviously more um, more appealing to, to yeah. Neil than, than perhaps whatever was um, being mooted uh, at the baggies. So we have got some clarity, like you say. James Shan is the man now till the end of the season. Is he a good option? Is he the best option? Is he the only option? Uh, probably all of those. Mm. Um, I think he's a good option. I think he's delivered 12 points from six. He has done quite a lot of what Albion fans and pro- probably the board have, have been crying out for. Um, and I thought on Saturday was one of their most comfortable and convincing performances of the season against Preston even though Preston were poor in the first half um, I liked the system he picked the 3-5-2 with Gale and Rodriguez up top I liked the balance in midfield I liked the defence and I've liked what Jimmy Shannon's done I like the way he carries himself the the confidence It's com- he's, he's a confident coach but it is, he's not arrogant um, he's made sensible pragmatic decisions and, and, and changes to the, to the to the team and to the style um, and I don't think really you can you can leave the defeats at his door too much um, I, I thought they were, they got bullied by Millwall and I thought the Bristol City game was they got um, essentially sucker punched in the first 20 minutes and, and he, afterwards Chan himself seemed pretty angry with that first goal which because he'd said well I told them not to play no risk football mm. so I think he's been quite impressive. So I think he is a good option. I think right now as we stand here, he could possibly also be the best option because you've got four games left to the end of the season. Um, would you would bringing in another coach now, another manager now, upset the apple cart a bit too much? Would it be... Um, you know, would it essentially um, be proved more dangerous to mm. do that than mm. to, leave, to leave Shannon in place? Um, unlike you say, in that scenario, he could he could be the only option left at their disposal because um, it would be difficult to find the sort of caliber of coach or manager, sorry, that you would want, who would agree to come in and do this little stint. Because what do you gain from it? I mean, mm. you know, maybe you gain if you take if you take the club up, you gain a Premier League job, so that's still quite 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 lucrative, I suppose. But if you're interested in the job, is it not better to wait and sit? tight until the summer to see where Albion Albion lie mm. um, I do but having said all that I do think that in, in, in some ways the board have painted themselves into a corner um, you know as the longer it's gone on the more the, the longer the uncertainty's gone the, the more that their options have narrowed mm-hmm. and the only person they can really give it to is, is James Shan now had he lost these six games, he wouldn't have been an option sure. at all. You know, I mean, had he lost the first three, he wouldn't have been an option, or even the first two. But I think what they saw was a, a, a reaction to him, um, and it made him an option. Um, those defeats against Bristol City and Millwall obviously made made, made the board think. Oh, actually, maybe maybe we need to do something here. That didn't come off, um, and then that win against Preston. Was I thought quite convincing and, and and quite encouraging as well moving forward. So um, look, I think Jimmy Shan's done fantastically and deserves everybody's support now until the end of the season. When uh, when the board sacked Darren Moore, how much of how much in their thinking do you feel what or the likelihood was that they thought James Shan would be manager at the end of the season? I don't. Do you think th- it's even? It was it was at the forefront, or do you think it wasn't even a consideration? It was almost he'll care to, he'll be the caretaker until we get someone else. It was in. it was spoken about quite early on. To be fair, um, even um, even as early as the Brentford game, which was the second game, yeah, it was it was another option. It was the the three options that were being explored were um, permanent head coach. Mm-hmm. Interim boss to the end of the season, mm-hmm. or Jimmy Shan caretaker until the end of the season, 
um, at that time, and okay. that was that was after just one game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was an option. It was an option quite early on. Um, I think. I mean, even myself. You know, the first sort of press conference we had with, with Jimmy Shannon. I've spoken to Jimmy before when he's um, done the under twenty threes when he was uh, when he was boss of them. But he comes across very impressively, and he's got a very clear and concise way of um, speaking and, and sort of delivering um, his thoughts. And, and I think I think his his methods have gone down well with 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 the players. Um, and I think you are starting to see that on the pitch. You know, okay, there's been some aberrations, such as Millwall in the first twenty minutes of Bristol City. Mm-hmm. Even Swansea wasn't convincing. Um, but uh, you know, I think he's he's an impressive coach who has almost made this um, made this uh, well. He, he's made this possible, hasn't he? Really. Um, but no, I don't. So it was spoken about early, and he is highly thought of. But I think I don't think it was the primary. You know, it, it wasn't. It was perhaps the, the third option. Yeah. I don't think it was going to be the the main option but over the course of time as uh managers that they've 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 been keen on or they've lined up or that they that they think they they can get have 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 not happened for whatever reason and he has continued to impress you know the balance has almost swayed in his favor and now we're in this situation. So you discussed and if you haven't watched it I would I would recommend you watching the video that Matt did yesterday you've discussed and you said there needs to be clarity this week. There needs to be something that, that an announcement, that announcement has come and you said that it can't go on further than this. If Albion are to bring in an assistant for James Shan or, or someone like you say to, um, to help him out, does that need to happen again this week or can it, can it go on for a couple of weeks and until they get the right person? Um, I don't think it necessarily has to happen this week. Um, I think it will happen this week. Um, the the statement today from technical director Luke Downs suggests that it's going to happen in the next coming days. So I would imagine it would happen before the the Good Friday game. Um, my and 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 that is obviously going to help. Um, and it makes sense because at the moment he's got a bit of a skeleton staff there with himself, loans manager Dion Burton, mm-hmm. who you know a couple of years ago was looking after the under sevens at Birmingham City. Wow. Um, you've got. Um, Jamie Smith, who the who was who's currently under twenty three's boss, but last season was under eighteen's boss, and you've got Mark Harrison, the academy manager, who has actually got a lot of experience. He's been around for a long time, but um, and he's he's sort of um, a bit further back. He helps out on match days. But when you look at other backroom staffs in, in other clubs contending for yeah. for Premier League football, it's it's you know. And you've also got Gary Walsh, the goalkeeping coach. Yeah. Sorry, but I, I would I would say that they X-Men, probably need. X-Men legend. Is he really? He is, yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not a legend, but you know, we're going a bit too far. But yes, did a good job with Borough. Cult hero. Yes, very much so. Um, I think you you do need a, one or two experienced coaches alongside. My only concern would be, and I don't think this will be a problem, because I think Jimmy's a, a very uh, assured man, but my only concern would be you don't want to get into the same situation we had with Darren. Sure. Where you've got a, a number two with a bit more experience coming in and... Um, feels he should be not not undermining, but not undermining, but having too much of an influence. And I think as long as that, as long as they continue, because I, I liked what I saw on Saturday. Mm. As long as they continue um, with what they with what they with what the blueprint that he's sort of starting, starting to get to out, but maybe add add a little bit to it with that coach. Um, that could work. But yeah, that's the only slight concern about that. Will this come from James Shan? Will he be consulted, do you feel, and he'll be comfortable with this person or will it be put on him, so to speak? I think he has to be consulted. Has to be, surely. And, and I, I think he will be. Um, that, that's that's what I understand. He will be consulted and it, you know he'll be given the green light um, as well. It'll be someone that he will be, he will be um, keen to get in. You know, the one that I would, I would say would, would be, if it was me, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that they've got their own ideas, but if it was if it was me, I think Craig Shakespeare is an obvious choice because he's um, somebody who is very experienced. Number two doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a number one anymore; mm-hmm. wants to be a number two. Um, from what I gather, he'd probably be open to an approach, keen to it, um, and 
and a short-term approach probably as well. You'd have yeah, thought. I think, so it's, it, I think it would be. I think it would make sense. Um, it seems to tick all the boxes. Um, you know, anyone Mike, else in the frame that you would? Well, say? Michael Appleton's another man who has been, whose name has cropped up, um, but I think he, you know. If, he wants to be. He has designs of being a number one. And so if he goes and, and, and there's a number two, mm. Jimmy Shan, for a couple of months, I don't think that does his reputation very much. So although he would maybe welcome an approach, I don't know whether I don't know whether he would take that particular um, that particular role. So I mean, there are others as well that are probably um, being considered. The likes of Stephen Reid and Kevin Phillips too. Coaches also out of work that have got affiliations to West West Brom, but um, Kevin Summerfield's another one. But I would um, I would probably uh, be trying be be trying to get um, Craig Shakespeare because I think he's he's someone that's been in the playoffs before mm-hmm. um, with Leicester, I believe when he was when he was under Nigel Pearson. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's got yeah. experience of that. He's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of experience of um, of of tight moments you know when they when they helped Leicester you know when Leicester won the the title and in that scenario that was almost as as well it was the 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 players were sort of they're on a roll and they were doing it and Shakespeare was very good at um facilitating that Mm. and I think he would be he he would be as someone to come sort of seamlessly to come in and and help facilitate a, a rolling ball maybe just add a bit more momentum to it yeah. I think he would be quite a good addition but uh, we'll wait and see what they've got planned um, um, and it'll be interesting to see but I'm, I'm sure Jimmy Shan will be will be at the heart of it as well uh, right um, I've got a little uh, little mini game um, the likeometer the likeometer um, is the segment that we're doing so 1 to 10 Matt 1 being no chance at all 10 being a 100% certainty okay right okay here we go Um one to ten on the likeometer that James Shan gets some help between now and the end of the season. I would say that is nine. Nine. Why don't we just do percentage? Ninety percent. Okay, we'll do ninety percent. That's okay. We'll we'll change it. We'll make it your game. We'll make it a percent. Ninety percent or nine. Uh, <laughs> um, number two. Should West Brom get promoted to the Premier League? Yeah. Likelihood of James Shan being West Brom manager. For the first game of next season, I think that's very slim. Um, I would go with a one or two, so or oh, ten to twenty percent chance. Or ten to twenty percent. Okay. Um, I, from what I gather, he's not being considered for the permanent job um, because I think, and and in some ways, he's almost been he's almost unfortunate about what has gone before him because mm. you had. Um, Darren Moore as a caretaker being given the permanent job mm. and it eventually didn't work out mm. had had this club and clubs very rarely um, repeat what the mistakes that they've just made they often try and in fact try and go completely the opposite direction yeah. you know you have a you have a manager who plays a pragmatic style you always try and bring in someone who plays nice fancy football then you, when you have a, a manager that fails doing that you'll bring in a pragmatist it always seems to be the case so I don't see the club and the board doing that. Um, but you can never rule anything out in football, which is why I won't, I won't give it a 0%. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, in some ways, it's unfortunate for Jimmy Shan, who I think if he does do that, say he does take Albion up, surely he'll be given a chance somewhere. If he if he wants to be a manager, mm. he surely he'll be given <clears> a chance somewhere in the lower leagues you know league one maybe or bottom end championship because he he would have impressed um but if that, you but well, that's if he doesn't want to stay at albion and, and be a coach but if they do go up and let's say let's say hypothetically they're bringing someone like craig shakespeare or craig shakespeare who's got great premier league experience like you say won it won, won the premier league and they get on great almost like a one-two combo that's why you. That's why you're giving it a ten to twenty and not a zero. I guess. I just because Craig Shakespeare would be would be great. In I just thoughts. don't think. I just don't think have after having a season where which didn't go to plan, where you had a, a caretaker manager and an experienced number two. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Albion doing that again. Even if the characters, even if even if it would work, yeah. Even if actually that could work because the characters are completely different characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever. 
I just don't see it happening. I just don't think clubs do that. They don't make the same. They don't make the same mistakes twice in a row. They seem to go the opposite direction. Is it harsh saying Darren Moore was a mistake and it didn't work out? That's not what I mean. I mean... It didn't work out in the end, I guess. It didn't work out in the end, did it? I mean, look, you're dealing in hypotheticals. You've got no idea where Albion would be in the table. Was it Were it not for Darren Moore? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how influential was he bringing some of those players to the club? Um, especially in the first part of the season... You know they they won a lot of games and scored a lot of goals, um, but I think the reason that the board acted was because things were tailing off dramatically, and and essentially that the it looked like the uh, the squad had lost faith in 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 the uh, in the coaching setup, and you know as we've we it's old ground this and we've been over it before, mm. but you know there, there was obviously the the issues with, with his coaching staff as well. So um I don't a mistake's probably too strong, but I I do think then the the club may have underperformed um enough to enough to do a different approach this time round should should this should the same situation arise. Yes. Um so Okay, so you say ten, one or two percent, one, one or two on the scale, one to ten, of him being in charge. If they if they missed out on on promotion, would you say the same amount for for the champ for the start of the championship, or a little bit less, or a little bit more? Uh, probably a little bit more, but again, I I would be surprised if okay. they because because essentially, um, Shan would then have not delivered promotion. So, yeah. um, um, that probably wouldn't or won't be his fault if it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um. But I can't. But I think then they would. They then they would uh, appoint a, a permanent head coach. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, um, chances of West Brom versus Aston Villa Championship semi-final playoff. I think that's an eleven. Really? Yeah. I think it's an it's good. inevitability. It's, I mean, there's an inevitability oh, about it. My goodness me! I mean, look, you, you can't you can't see Sheffield United or, or Leeds being being caught in the three spots. So. Yeah, West Brom, 73 points from 42. Villa, 69 points from 42. Bristol City are probably the only other team that will that, that can that can probably swap with Villa. Um, they've got a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, they go a point behind. But it's it's pretty much two points because of the goal difference. It's going to be Villa, isn't it? It is going to be Villa. Would you rather play Villa in a semi or a final? Semi. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that and... and if there's anyone I'll be want to avoid, it's I'd rather play. Probably sounds daft. I'd rather play Sheffield United or Leeds than Villa in at the moment in time. Because the the thing is, the third place team is going to be so um, drained yeah. after the fight for the top two. Yeah. Because you see it time and time again, don't you? They're going to be so um, they because they they nearly nearly made it. Um, and it's been a long slog, and they've mm. just missed out. And then they're going to have to rejuvenate. Whereas Villa, at the moment, mm. seem to be on an upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, look, I, that is going to be tasty. By the way, if you have, a, oh my god, if you have a two-legged semi-final. Oh at my god, Villa Park and the Hawthorns. Um, and it's the it's the. I think you tweeted it yesterday, but how would it work? Let's say, let's say. Uh, West Brom finished fourth and Aston Villa finished fifth at the moment. It would start at Villa Park, would That's it? That's right, yeah. Okay. So the, the, the team that finishes highest gets home advantage for the second leg. Okay. So it would be Villa Park on the Saturday. Yeah. And then the Hawthorns either on the Tuesday or Wednesday night. So, I mean, the pressure on that game. But it would be, in a weird way, and I know Villa looking very ominous, but in a weird way, I don't know why I think this, and this is probably just more than hope than expectation, but the more the more... The more games that they win in a row, yeah. The more I think they're just setting themselves up for a fall. Okay, 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 right. I mean, that might that might just be um, absolute nonsense. But um, you know, the last time Albion finished fourth in this division, they beat uh, Wolves in the playoff semi final. Oh, here we go, here we and go. Wolves, oh. fini- Wolves finished fifth, and also Albion had two strikers who were scoring roughly twenty goals that season. Right, okay. Kevin Phillips and Diamante Kamara. So. You know, the, the stars are aligning for a... I like it, I like it. And look, 
as it stands, Villa and Albion are going to know. Well, Albion obviously do. They they know know they're in the playoffs for a long time to come. And Villa probably probably the same. It's going to be in that chasing pack of of Bristol City, Middlesbrough, Derby. Who are going to be probably going into that last game of the season, hoping for the best. But yeah, it's a strange it's a strange way to get your head around knowing that you're there and that you've got to almost protect yourself. But we'll come on to that in a bit. So okay, so we think that's an eleven out of ten. Okay. Um, one to ten. Um, Albion play three five two for the rest of the season and in the playoffs. Five. 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 Uh, I was going to say six, but yeah. I think it's probably fifty fifty. I think it looked really good against Preston, mm. um, but there were a couple of factors that need to be brought into play. Firstly, the opposition. It might not always work against every opposition. Um, you might have to change it. You might have to um, revert to a flat back four. You know. I liked it. I think it should be move. I think it should be used moving forward. I, okay. really, I really do because it gets Gerald Rodriguez up top, and and I think they've got twenty goals and thirteen appearances when they play as a front two. Um, yeah, they're a lot more lethal mm-hmm. in that in that system. But you've also got other players coming back from injury. So Matt Phillips, where does he fit into that system? Yeah. Um, it, would it be better to play a four? basically a system that gets you know Phillips and Holgate on the right hand side a 4-4-2 four, four, or something I mean you know if you've got the right players you could, you can play that but um, at the moment I think 3-5-2 should be used going forward okay uh, last one not 1-10 to 10, but I'm giving you £1,000 of my own wages Matt right. to place a bet double your money double or squits um, who are you backing to be West Brom's top league goal scorer this season Jay Rodriguez or Dwight Gale? Oh, I will go with I'll go with Gale. Gale, yeah, yeah, I'll go with Gale. Okay. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I, I mean, Rodriguez has done very well, but mm-hmm. I think he's and obviously he takes penalties. Pens as well, yeah. But I think um, I think Gale's on a bit of a run of form now, and and. I just fancy him to kick on. Excellent. Well, that brings us beautifully on to the next segment of He's on Fire! Um, as NBA Jam uh, enthusiasts will understand. Uh, Dwight Gale, 10 out of 10 in the player ratings. Um, obviously, there was a game that went on on Saturday as well, which was a, which was a very comfortable 4-1 win. Uh, and, and Dwight Gale, 10 out of 10, Matt. Yeah. Well, he didn't do anything wrong, as far as I could, as far as I could see. <laughs> and he scored three goals. Um the first one was a great finish. Delicious ball by Brunt. Um, the second one, he won the ball back and then slotted home. And the third one was a poacher's finish. I just, mm. you know, we didn't. I don't remember him doing anything wrong. He chased down everything. He's got... He, he's just an infectious character and an infectious player. And I think he's an absolute superstar for this Albion team. I think with him and the team, they've got a great chance of going up because... Um, I think when he's on when he's on song and when he's in a system that suits him with a front with you know Rodriguez alongside him and mm. Albina playing to his strengths and clipping balls into the channel for him to run onto, I think he's so dangerous. So um, yeah, I uh, he didn't put a foot wrong. Scored a hat trick. I don't know what else I could I could do. I mean, I, I gave Hagazi a two the week before because he <laughs> scored an own goal and got sent off. Yeah, but, it, was, it was dismal. Yeah. Um, You've got to use the whole gamut of the uh, of the ratings, I think. Absolutely. None, none of this five and six. No, no, no. Boring, boring. So so he's on fire. Um, he's heating up. Again, NBA reference, uh, if people know that. Um, he's heating up. Uh, two players, uh, Chris Brunt and, and Stefan Johansson. Yeah, I thought Johansson had his best game in an Albion shirt on Saturday. He was a Jew one. He's my boo boy. Well, he hasn't he, hasn't impressed me he yet. He hasn't impressed really since he since he joined. But the last two games have shown signs, and he's kept with him. Yeah, he's kept with him, hasn't he? So he's yeah. obviously seeing a lot on the training ground. What do you? I think I think you just need to get back up to speed. He didn't play at all in the first half of the season for, okay. for uh, Fulham, mm-hmm. and now he's up to speed. I think he's looking good. I'm still concerned about him off the ball. I think he lets players drift past him far too easily. But he's obviously an attacking midfielder. Yeah. And what he's good at is supporting the front two. And at times against Preston, and I don't want to get too carried away, but at times against Preston with Johansson, Gale and Rodriguez flooding forward, Mm -hmm. it was like the old days with Barnes, Gale and Rodriguez flooding forward in that uh, 3-4-1-2. Johansson isn't as good as Barnes. He's He's not as devastating as him mm. but he is still a good attacking player and, and you know the way he picked up the, the little assist for Rodriguez's goal was nice and 
He makes a nuisance of himself up there and he gets about the pitch. So I, I, I think he deserves to keep his place in the team now and um, he'd be in my starting eleven. Good. Uh, and Christopher Brunt, would he be in your starting eleven? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that Jimmy Shan did when he when he came back into the team was when he when he took over was restore Brunt into the team and I think it's worked really well. He's um, had a hand in a number of goals. His pass on Saturday for Gale's goal was was fantastic, and he look he looks to move the ball forward. You know that's that's Gareth Barry's been really consistent this season. Yeah, um, and he's a very good player. Um, but I think Brunt just has maybe that um, killer eye a little mm-hmm, bit more, mm-hmm. or he's willing to try those passes a little bit more. Um, I, I, I do think he's he's a, he's, a, he's a crucial he's a crucial member of the team now. Um, look, they didn't have a great start to the season. Maybe he needs to get up to speed to the, the the dynamics of the championship, and maybe he was a bit exposed by the the system that Albion were playing or the approach, should I say, mm-hmm. that they were in, um, deploying at the time. But yeah, he's looking very good in this in this current guys. Shall we take some questions from the peeps? Plenty of questions kicking around. Um, if I don't ask you a question, apologies, but there's plenty of stuff that we've kind of covered as well. So hopefully if you don't get your question answered, we've already kind of answered it already. Uh, David Neal uh, asks, what's happened to Wes Houlihan? Personally think he'd be a valuable asset on the bench. Well, he sort of just dropped off the uh, the radar. I don't think he's essentially been in James Shan's thinking. Um, Have you that, seen enough from him this season from, from Houlihan? Do you feel that he's, he's got a little bit, especially the um, the experience he's got in the playoffs, you know, do you think that he could be an option from the bench? Potentially, but um, he's just not been around the team enough to, to, I don't think he'd be fit enough really now because he's not had enough minutes. So I would be, I mean, I would be reticent to, to drop him in now. Um, I just don't think he's been around uh, the first team enough. Matt, what did you have for tea last night? Asks Matt. Um, I think I had some ravioli. Ravioli? And if you had the choice of tea tonight, what would it be? I know what I'm having tonight. Oh, go on. I'm having the Chinese. Oh, happy days. Happy days. Takeaway Chinese, obviously, yeah? Well, no, no. Oh, is it bought-in Chinese? Yeah, from the supermarket. What's your your go-to Chinese? I'm Peking duck pancakes, man. Oh, the, no, the pancakes are too um, are too fiddly. I, I just like a classic sort of beef and black bean. Beef and black, oh yeah, beef and black bean, absolute classic combination. I like that. Delicious. Uh, James ATID. Um, Matt, do you think there was a plan or is this a subsequent result of failing to land targets they were actually vying for? Oh, I think I think it's it's obvious that um, they've been backed into this decision mm. by being unable to, for whatever reason... Um, entice the managers that they wanted um, to come to the club, or they've had second thoughts about them. You know, the the there's this notion that they're concerned about Jukanovic's methods taking time to bed in, and whether he was the right fit for this group, which needs a bit more of a pragmatic style, and he plays a bit more of a passing game. Um, so I don't, I, you can't, you can't, you can't say that this was definitely the plan from the outset because they would have announced it. Mm-hmm. Then you know they sure, announced sure. it four weeks ago. I understand that they had to be convinced by James Shan, and like I said before, it was one of the options on the table as long as far back as Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can say with any certainty that this was a plan. Paul Chapel, with the news that Dwight Gale signed a new and improved contract with Newcastle the day before his move to West Brom, do you think that's ended any hopes we had of signing him permanently, especially if we don't go up? Um. It's a good question. If they don't I'm go not, up, then you... I'm not sure what wages he would be on, but they'd be quite significant, I would imagine, at a Newcastle Premier League club. Um, and if they don't go up, could Alwyn afford those wages? Maybe not. Um, obviously, they've got the Rondon thing that muddies the waters a little bit. He's got one year left in his deal. But do you... I think Albion would want to sell Rondon this summer to try and cash in. Yeah. And they'll get that that that, that release clause free, you'd have thought, for Rondon. He's done pretty well. Yeah, you would think so. Um, and if all just paid double that for, for Jimenez, and, and, and Rondon's done pretty well this season. He's done okay, yeah. But what, what I'm trying to get at is, do you then 
if 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 Newcastle don't want to do that and say, well, we'll we can we can extend this loan swap and mm. for another season. Do yeah. You, do you take that gamble? And, and just so you can keep Gale for another season, and try and get up next season with him, um, <laughs> because he is lethal in this division. Mm. Um, I don't know. I I think I think if Albion go up, I expect Gale will be a, an Albion player next season. If they don't go up, I don't I don't know if he would. Um, I'd love I'd love for him to stay. I think he's as I said, I think he's been an absolute diamond this season. Um, but I think it would be less likely if they don't go up. Here's another man um, we haven't talked about as an assistant to come in for James Shan. Says Tim Haskey, will Darren Moore come in as Shan's number two? No bad feelings now that Jones has gone. No, <laughs> he won't. Can you imagine? Um, Mr. Iflo, we always get this one every single week. Um, Harper's contract situation, Matt. There's no update. Um, I think the decision makers have been slightly busy with other other um, avenues uh, I don't think it's one that's going to be resolved until the summer uh, Joshua J impressed by Edwards but do you think he'll make way for Phillips in terms of um, going to the playoffs yes I think Phillips is um, probably a better all round player more dynamic and you probably would I mean he would be in my starting 11 I just don't know where you put him but uh, yeah well, Edwards has been great I think he's definitely one for the future and no. I'd like to see more of him next season, particularly if Albion don't go up. Um, but I think you've got to play your strongest team in the uh, in the playoffs. So Tom Lomas, what is the point of these following people? And there's a there's a picture for you, Matt, to have a look at there. <laughs> no comment. It's <laughs> <laughs> a difficult one. You can have a look at you can have a look at the tweets. Um, Long term future says Jamie Stainer for Dowling. Um, is he being frustrated in his work by the board? Uh, well, he's part of the board, isn't he? He's, he's the main the two main decision makers are Luke Dowling and Mark Jenkins. Obviously, everything has to get signed off by Grouch and Lyon, and I think Lie. I think some of the decisions that Lie himself has made have, have backfired massively. You know, the decision to appoint Terraneo as as technical director last summer, um, and I believe it, it was Lie who was um, the main instigator or the, or the main voice um, calling for Darren Moore to be appointed um, I think he's better off letting Jenkins and Dowling um, get on with it um, in my opinion um, I don't I mean I'm not sure whether there's any tension but it is a big it is a big summer for, for Luke Dowling um, because if they well, regardless of what happens, they've got to appoint a manager and they've got to get that right. Um, and if they don't go up, it's going to be a big rebuild. And even if they do go up, it's going to be a big rebuild, to be yeah. fair. Um, there's a lot, number of players out um, of contract. There's even more players who are only here on loan. It's a very uncertain future at the moment. So it's a big summer for him. Um, and it's, well, it's time for him to see, well, it's time for us to see what, what, he's, what he's made of. GSWBA, related to your article earlier, Matt, seeing that both Johansson and Phillips can't play without much fatigue or injury, it's probably best to rotate and maybe play Barry and Field with Phillips to balance the attack and defence. What do you think? Yeah, I, I made this point where I said I did a piece about where does Matt Phillips fit into the side. I just think a midfield three of Phillips, Brunt and Johansson is too attack-minded and, and I'm concerned about players drifting past all three of those mm. players. I think you need somebody in there, whether it's Barry, Field or Livermore, to mop up play, um, do the dirty work, break up the opposition's attacks and just pass the ball, essentially, to, to Brunt and Johansson. You know, yeah. Ten-yard passes, nothing um, too outlandish or creative and let them create. Yeah, that's that. You need to have a balance in that midfield. It's not necessarily all about picking um, you know, the flashiest or the best players. Um, you need to get that balance correct. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be... You know, Barry's quite good at breaking up play, but he's also quite slow himself so mm. um, I'm not you know I'm not sure he, he would necessarily be the the, the answer get a Krakowia kid mate let's not, uh, no let's not get him on loan to on loan at Locomotive Moscow at the moment they're not doing too much by all accounts well he's probably um, doing a lot of fashion shoots which is what he <laughs> tends to do um, a <laughs> lot of sightseeing and uh, whatnot, but very little action in the midfield yeah um 
What, who, who would you do? Well, I remember quite a few people asking about, about Appleton saying, would he be your choice or Shakespeare? As I said, I think Shaky would be, would, be my, would be my personal choice. What's the truth behind the Neil U-turn, Matt, says Dominic Hill? What's the truth behind What's the it? the truth behind it? <laughs> well, as I said earlier, I think it seemed on Friday that um, the Preston players in the Preston dressing room thought, thought he was going. I think there were people... And Albion are quite confident. He was obviously enamoured with the job um, because if he wasn't, he wouldn't have um, had that bizarre press conference after the game where he uh, he left the door open, essentially. Um, but it seems that um, the the offer that Preston made him um, proved too appealing. Um, and Albion's offer, whether that was rescinded uh, after the game or whether it was never made officially, um, Neil has decided to stay, stick with Preston. Um, I think Peter Ridstad plays quite an important part in this. He's he's um, essentially he's, he's the man in charge at uh, at Preston, although he can't be a club director because of his time at Leeds. Um, but he is, I think he's advisor to the owner, Trevor Hemmings. But I think he has been um, in Neil's ear for a while, um, essentially trying to try to keep him at the club. And they've had this, this they had a verbal agreement to, for him to sign a new contract, but he wasn't completely sure at the end of last week that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Neil decided to do that. So... Um, you know, it was, it was quite a bizarre situation because it, it seemed like um, it seemed like he would be he was on his way, um, and then one or the other side pulled out um, at the last minute. Last couple of questions. Then uh, I've clicked on them. There was there was that um, click to see more replies, but uh, I've clicked on them and we can't use them. <laughs> uh, Luke Smith, uh, who would be on your radar's permanent replacement in both the Premier League and the Championship? Um, in the championship, because uh, this might be different managers. Yeah, different. I, in the summer, I'd love, I'd like them to go for Jukanovic, um because I think he's got two teams promoted out of the division. He plays a nice style of football. I think he's quite a commanding head coach. Takes a bit of time for his ideas to bed in, but I think he he, he would be a good appointment in the championship. In the Premier League, I'm not sure. Um, all bets are off really because mm. it's a very attractive job in the Premier League um, do you need someone maybe with a bit more pragmatic approach to try and keep you up for the first season and build slowly I don't know um, I wouldn't honestly know who, where, where, to, where to go where to look um, in that eventuality um, but you should have the pick really um, because a Premier League job is still a very lucrative job for for a number of uh, for you know coaches across Europe. Last one, Richard Downing, putting your supporters' head on, Matt. Who do you dislike more, Villa or Wolves? Um, I mean, if you know, we cover all clubs here <laughs> at the Express and Star, so I'm not going to get drawn into any petty rivalries and just say that. I dislike them both the same amount. I like that. I like that. Good answer. Good political answer. Right. Um, you touched on it before, actually, Matt, about, you know, if they did, and let's fingers crossed they do, get to the Premier League next season. How much of this squad are Premier League ready? Um, do you think it is a complete overhaul? Are you are you into, um, you know, you can count on one hand who you would have starting in your starting lineup? Is it a com- or or do you feel that there's a there's a few or there's enough there core-wise that can... That can do a, make a decent fist of it uh, in the Premier League. I think the, if you look at the back, I think Sam Johnston, although he's still young, I think he's he's shown signs in recent weeks that um, and months that he's a, he's a very good keeper. Um, I think he could step up with the help of Gary Walsh, who seems to have had a big impact on him. I think Kieran Gibbs is a Premier League left back. I think Dawson Hagazi could could probably do it in the Premier League. They've proven that they can before. Um, the guys has had a very good season I think Dawson not as consistent but um, I wonder how much 
the system sort of. I mean, I don't think it's really a system that suits him. The, the, the playing out from the back and the passing game. He's mm. looked, he looked a lot better on Saturday, and he has looked better on Deshan. Um I think Mason Holgate. If he if if Albion went up, he. I wonder if he might be open to to, to moving to our to the club um, long term. So I think defensively you'd probably be okay. I think in the midfield you've obviously got a bit of an ageing midfield. Um, you've got a lot of players that are at either end of the age spectrum. You've got the likes of Sandfield and Raheem Harper who are young whippersnappers and then you've got Barry, Brunt, Morrison who are um, at the other end. So you would need to bolster that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Matt Phillips obviously I think can do it in the, in the, in the Premier League um, and obviously Jake Livermore has is in the prime of his career in terms of age and has 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 experienced that division. Um, it depends who the manager is though and what sort of style of football you want to play because I think he's quite a functional player that can that can do you know do a certain job, um, but that he might not be the, the sort of player for every manager. Um, Would you expect them to sign some some decent sized checks should they go up, or would it just depend? The players, mm, well, the board and and and, and you know. The owners, do you think that they would spend a lot of money in the summer if they did go up? I think they would be mindful of doing that because you look at the warning signs from Fulham, you look at the warning signs from Albion two seasons ago, spending money does not necessarily breed success. You've got to spend it wisely. Um, It might be a case of um, getting those players that are already embedded in your team that you want for the Premier League, the likes of Holgate, maybe Gale, um, getting those on the permanent and then just adding sprinkling two or three more in I think mm-hmm. wholesale changes are dangerous mm-hmm. as Fulham have proven this year um, you've got to be careful when you when you do that um, but the problem is, is that they've got to get there first yeah absolutely right we, we, we've got two games in, in three days though Easter programme um, games come thick and fast it's four um, days isn't it uh, Friday. Oh yeah, four days. Sorry, two games in four days. Two games in three might be a bit too much. You could play two games in three days though. Back yourself these days. Oh, I can't even play one game in one day. Get a little bit of deep heat on the old hamstrings. You'd be good to go. Any more? Any more games? By the way, recently or is, is that it now? No, I keep. I keep getting asked oh, if I can play. Come on, man. And I, I, I'm just always busy because it's just difficult with childcare. But um, my local team keeps saying, "Oh, this stage of the season." My old team, their pitch is basically on a floodplain. Right. So throughout the whole of winter, there's like no football. And Saturation. And then they play about three games a week right, okay. in April and May. Ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Pretty much like the National League North then. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> okay. but, um, so they keep messaging me like, oh, we've got games now, we've got games now, can you play? It's like, no, I've been busy with work, to be honest. And yeah. I, just, I just haven't had a chance. Maybe so, in the summer, maybe in the summer. Let me get yeah, some shorts there's on. There's no 11 aside then, is it? No. So five aside. I think I'm a bit too unfit now for 11 aside. Oh, come on, man. You're, young, you're a young whippersnapper, really. I don't know. Uh, See, so, okay, two games in four days then. Uh, Hull City at home, Reading away. What's what's the what's the goal here now? Is the goal here to, to, to get the formation right, to get Shannon his his ideas across? Or, you know, is it is it just to win as many games as they can? I think the goal is to manage the squad effectively and not get pick up any injuries. Um, obviously, go into the playoffs with a bit of momentum. Hone that system, that three-five-two. If that's the way you want to go forward, hone that. I would start with Jay Jay Rod and Gale up top again against Hull in a three-five-two. Um, but manage the players. Mm. Don't take any risks. But but also secure that fourth place because you want that home leg for the second time. Yeah, you want you want you need that that Hawthorne's crowd behind you. So it's a bit of a balancing act for James Champ. Uh, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one. You can only take three players off, and, and you exactly, know, you, yeah. Mm. So, um, it'd be interesting to see how he how he how he approaches it. But um, how would how would you approach it? Would you give some of the some of the members of the squad who haven't really had a chance, who might be needed if there's an injury, give them the majority of minutes going forward, or do you think now you still play your best side and and, and sprinkle the odd the odd other you know other appearance in? I think again, I think in these next two games, you've got two games in four days. I think mm-hmm. you might see a couple of changes. Um, but I think he prob- he'll probably in his first game after being you know yes. named interim boss yeah. he might go very strong against Hull at home get another home win under the belt uh-huh. fantastic then you might see a couple of changes a couple of squad players dropped in against Reading Reading are very good at home at the moment mm. on form I think they've got I think they're, they've 
top five in the form team. Goodness me, right. So they're flying at the moment. It's a hard game then. A very hard game. Um, they've been brilliant at home. So, and Albion always seem to lose there. <laughs> in the cup as well, it's infuriating. But um, I, I would I would imagine it'd be a few, couple of changes. You know, mm. I don't think Brunt would play both games, put mm. it that way. Um, you don't want to... Um, put these players into the red zone at this stage of the season when you know what you've got coming up um, after that you've got um, Rotherham Rotherham on the Saturday I, I think you probably go strong for that because you, then you've got eight games and eight days until um, Derby on the final day of the season if they play Derby they've got fourth sewn up which yeah. you know I think they probably will do but you know we can see things the strange things can can happen but let's say they've got fourth sewn up going to Derby could you could you see a situation where he rests the whole team no not at all no I, I think you've got to keep him ticking over okay if it was if it was like the third game in five days or whatever then mm. yes but mm. it's, it's there's, there's eight days from the previous game against Rotherham mm. and then there's another Six days until the playoff games. You've got to keep these players ticking over. You can't just have, you know, when you watch, whenever you watch the playoff final, yeah. the reason why you always see players cramping up at the end is because obviously they're running the bollocks off mm. um, and it's the end of the season, mm. but also because it's been two weeks since the last played a game. Yeah. They, their muscles have relaxed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that, what, regardless of however many training games you do and however intense training is, it doesn't replicate the intensity that is match. That yeah. is match fit, you know, these players run 10, 12K mm-hmm, in match, mm-hmm. sprinting most mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. So there is, um, there's nothing that replicates that. Um, so that's why you see cramp at the end of the goes games at yeah. Wembley. Um, so I would, I think you've got to keep the players ticking over, but yeah, bring them off after 60 minutes, you know, bring, mm. you know, save Gale or whatever. Um, if someone's got a slight knock, don't, there's no point risking him if someone's feeling a bit ill no point risking no. him but you need to keep them ticking over you can't let them drop off because they've got to be fit firing and ready to go against uh, well against Villa because mm. it is going to be against Villa <laughs> uh, Easter plans got any Easter egg hunts at the uh, the old Wilson household um, yeah actually I'm going down to London <laughs> yeah. okay excellent what's a long way to go for an Easter egg hunt um, yeah I don't think we're doing any Easter egg hunts although we probably should shouldn't we yeah there's plenty kicking around there kids uh, will love it yeah they would do um, no, I'm just heading down after the game on Friday uh, mm. it's going to be a bit annoying because I have to do some work down there but, oh, uh, and then straight over to Reading for the Monday game yeah should be fun should be fun I uh, hope uh, everyone all our listeners have plenty of chocolate and uh, six points <laughs> Six points uh, sandwiched in between would be great. Uh, From Matt, from myself, have a great Easter, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.